0: Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have President of Cal Lutheran University, Chris Kimball, on the program. We've got a great show for you today, and as always, we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Moth of GEICO Local Office. 805-487-7847. 805-487-7847.
1: Michael Anderson, Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com.
2: It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael
1: Anderson.
0: Today, we have Chris Kimball, president of California Lutheran University. He is the university's seventh president, and he has been in that role since April of 2008. A historian by training with more than 25 years of administrative and academic experience, Chris earned the doctorate and master's degrees in history from the University of Chicago, where his studies focused on American history, urban history, and the history of sport. He's an avid baseball fan. He has been published in a variety of journals and has spoken and lectured on topics ranging from the history of baseball and classic ballparks Two current trends in higher education, a native of Massachusetts, Kimball completed his undergraduate work at McGill University in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. So Kimball is also active in the community, where he serves on the boards of several nonprofit educational and economic organizations. And President Kimball and his wife, Liz, live in Thousand Oaks. They have two children, Glenn and Rachel. And in his limited spare time, he follows his beloved Boston Red Sox and reads mystery novels. President Chris Kimball, thank you for being on the program today. Thank you. Great to be here. So let's first talk about your love of sport and your love of baseball. Can you give us the backstory to your love of sport?
3: I think it all goes back to uh, being a kid growing up in the Boston area and, you know, playing sports. And I think over time, loving them more as I realized I wasn't real good at them. Um, <laughs> and back in those days, too, the uh, Boston's always been a great baseball town, but the Red Sox were really moving to kind of the center of everybody's existence. And in hockey, the Boston Bruins were kind of the only show in town uh, in the winter months. The Celtics won a lot, but weren't that popular, and the Patriots were hopeless. But in that kind of environment, you, you sort of have to be a sports fan, and the, the thing uh, people all year long talk about is the Red Sox. And growing up in that environment, I just started following it, started getting interested in the players, and it grew from there. And I've uh, always been really, really interested in the sports and, of course, come to find that they're a pretty good lens, a pretty good way to look at uh, history and society and all that stuff, too.
0: Well, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Definitely on the East Coast, when I visited Boston, there was there was a lot more... Uh seemingly conversation and following of the sports maybe than here on the west coast. Maybe that's because of all of the activities and the weather. I'm not sure. Let's talk about sports for a second. I I had assembly member Jackie Irwin on this program and she was an all-American swimmer in college and we talked about the lessons that she learned through sports. They teach important life skills to many. How do you feel that sport is a microcosm for life's lessons?
3: I think it is in two ways. One is the way that uh, Assemblyperson Irwin pointed out. In sports, you learn a whole lot that's essential. You learn about competing, uh, about how to win, but also how to deal with losing. Both of those are lessons um, that you apply in business and elsewhere. You learn all about teamwork, leadership, and all those kinds of things. So it's a great, a great crucible, a great place to learn those basic skills, and you know, in so many areas athletes uh, translate their athletic success into uh, success in other areas. But I'd also say, because uh, in our society, at least, sports gather the attention and activity of so many people that if you really want to understand what's going on in our country now or in the past, or maybe what's going to go on in the future, look at sports, because it's something people do a whole lot of. People would, you know, sometimes say to me, why are you studying the history of baseball as opposed to the history of political parties or something like that. And I say, well, you got a whole lot more people who are playing baseball, watching baseball, following it, uh, than you have that are that embedded in politics. So if you're looking to understand the country, look there. There's an old line that um, anybody who wants to understand the heart and mind of uh, America needs to understand baseball. And I think that's true across the board with sports.
0: Now at Cal Lutheran, you guys have made some exciting updates to sports over the past 15 years. What can you share with our listeners about sports programs that you guys have in the facilities at Cal Lutheran University?
3: We're a uh, NCAA Division three school. The NCAA Division three is the largest of the three divisions in the NCAA. It's the one that does not give scholarships directly for athletics. Uh, all our athletes get financial aid like everybody else, but their financial aid doesn't depend on them playing or not. It doesn't get yanked from them if they get cut or anything like that. We have uh, 21 varsity sports here. So in a school of a few thousand undergrads, 21 sports, it means a a good portion, about a quarter of our students are varsity athletes in one or more sports. So it's an important part of our uh, life as it is at all small colleges. And to do that, we've made a lot of investments in athletic facilities, really going back about 10 years now, kicking off with the Gilbert Sports and Fitness Center, the Samuelson Aquatic Center, uh, Ullman Stadium, Sparky Anderson Field, our baseball uh, facility, Hutton Field for softball, Roland Stadium for football and soccer came along, and we're continuing to plan to uh, expand those facilities to give our student-athletes and our student body as a whole uh, good facilities to play in, because as I say, it's an important part of collegiate life here.
0: I want to talk to you about science, uh, technology, engineering, and math. So they're commonly referred to as STEM, and it's a growing importance in education today, this idea of STEM education. How has Cal Lutheran embraced STEM education?
3: Well, STEM education is really important across the board. Here, all our students do a basic general education, get introduced to a lot of different disciplines, including the sciences. So every one of our undergrads does at least two science classes, including lab work. So it's important across the board. But more than that is students today, looking at their college career, are moving more and more into the science, technology, engineering, math discipline, because they can see that those are pathways to good careers, to good jobs, and that's what they want to be prepared for. And as you know, in our region here along the Central Coast, one of our growing areas is uh, around STEM field. So the employers here are saying we want people who are scientists or educated in the sciences, and that's some we want to be able to serve that need in the courses that we offer students. And as I'm sure you know, just in the last few years, our enrollment in the sciences is about doubled. I mean, it has really, really grown. And uh, we, as I say, we want to respond to that need because it's good educationally and it's good for the region.
0: Let's talk about that with science, the science majors doubling. Can you talk about the programs you guys offer and why it's important for the future? Uh, Maybe you can share some details as well about the new science building that's in progress now.
3: Yeah, thank you. Great question. Our main programs in the sciences are biology, chemistry, biochemistry, physics, environmental science, and one that has really grown and developed is our exercise science and sports medicine program. And in all of those, one of the things that has been learned about teaching science and having students learn it is they really need a lot of hands-on experience. You got to do experimentation. You got to work in the lab and and learn. You know, sometimes work, you get the results, sometimes you fail, kind of like sports, right? And so there's been a real move over recent years in science teaching to get away from just a lecture telling people, hear the facts, or having them do a canned experiment where the results are pre-known ahead of time, to one in which they're working with faculty, not teaching assistants in our case, but real faculty in the lab creating knowledge, creating scientific discovery. And so the new building that we've just broken ground on, it'll be open in a couple of years, three-story building, which... Most of it is devoted to research teaching space uh, around uh, biology, chemistry, biochemistry, and exercise science. So our students have the places to do that kind of hands-on work that we know makes them better employees when they come out or better prepared to go to medical school or graduate school, whatever direction it might be.
0: You're listening to Big Money in the 805, and we're here talking with the president of California Lutheran University, Mr. Chris Kimball. President Kimball, I know you received a grant. It was a $4.6 million grant to increase support services and also research fellowships and internships for STEM students. Can you describe what this means for students and why this is an important thing to get this grant?
3: This grant is a huge thing. Uh, It it provides us the opportunity to give students interested in the sciences and starting out in the sciences, support, tutoring, mentoring, the uh, internship opportunities that you mentioned to get out there in the workplace, which could be a scientific company like an Amgen, it could be a hospital like Los Robles, you name it. So to be able to provide those opportunities uh, for students without having to charge them more through these grants is great. And the other thing we're really proud of is that we've been able to partner with the community college district in the county for students interested in the sciences who might look at transitioning from the two-year community college to come over and finish their 40-year degree at Calu, because both of us in the community college system and here know that for this region to be successful economically, we need to produce people who are ready to go work in those science companies, whether they're established like Amgen or they're startups like coming out of our incubator at Hub 101, they're going to need employees. They're going to need talent in this region, and we want to be able to meet that. It's great to see the uh, different educational entities in this county working together toward that goal.
0: We had Bruce Stensley on the program. He's the CEO for the Ventura County's Economic Development Collaborative, and when he was on this show, he was talking about the economy of Ventura County, and he and I asked him about the three largest sectors, but one of them he mentioned is the hospitality sector or the hospitality industry as being one of the biggest here in Ventura County. And I think it's interesting. I saw that California Lutheran uh, University, now you guys are offering a hospitality and tourism management degree. Can you tell us about that program?
3: I can. And that's another one that uh, just approved by the faculty. It'll kick off this fall. We've hired some new folks to the university to teach in it. And it's an exciting prospect because as Bruce Stensley said, one of the other growing areas of the economy in this region is around tourism and hospitality in all its forms. And again, we need to generate to grow our own in terms of the talent that's going to go into those businesses. And we heard very clearly from folks, whether it's hotels or the luxury cruise business in sports and a number of different areas, that they're looking for talented people who can come out and become leaders in that industry. And I got to admit, I thought, well, hospitality, that's probably not, you know, some great high-paying jobs and things. Is that really a growth area? Well, in fact, it is, and it requires the kind of skills that we like to believe we teach here. So we're really excited about that, and I want to give credit to the dean of our School of Management, Gerhard Opfeltaler, for really having that vision and doing so much to bring in hospitality companies in the area to help us think about how the program should work and what it should teach so that people come out are most ready to, to go to work in that field.
0: Yeah, Gerhardt's doing a wonderful job, and I think you guys are doing really a marvelous job in so many ways at Cal Lutheran. I want to ask you about the Centers of Excellence. I think they're truly impressive, and, and maybe we can take a little bit of time and ask you about them if that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, first off, tell us about the Center for Economic Research and Forecasting.
3: Well, in some ways, its name is what it says. It's a center that uh, is committed to crunching the numbers, looking at the data to give us a sense of where the economy, both locally, statewide, and nationally is going. We started that center a few years ago now with uh, Bill Watkins, who we uh, recruited away from UC Santa Barbara to start the center here. He and his associate, Dan Hamilton, who's really the numbers guy, have a track record. I, I, I think they were rated number two in the entire United States on economic forecasting in terms of accuracy. So, used to joke that maybe the news that they're projecting isn't the greatest, but they're going to be right on the money. And I think businesses appreciate knowing okay, here's what we see coming ahead in terms of inflation, growth rate, et cetera. Bill retired, well deserved retirement, and uh, Matthew uh, Feenup has taken his place and uh, continued to do that great work in the center. And Matthew also has special interest in uh, areas of water rights that affect uh, the important ag industry in the county. And so, uh, to me, that center has been a great example of providing high-quality, rigorous analytical work out of the economists, but in a way that can be used by businesses here. It's not just a report that gets filed away, but it's something that serves the needs of our
0: local businesses. We're talking with president of California Lutheran University, Chris Kimball. We did have Mike Penesis on the program as a feature interview, and he was great. If anyone listening wants to go find his interview, it was very good. You can find it on the podcast. Each of these shows go on the podcast, but Mike's the director for the Center for Entrepreneurship at California Lutheran University. President Kimball, can you tell us about that program?
3: That also is a relatively new one. And uh, you're right, Mike Pines is absolutely terrific. He's another one we were glad to hijack from up the coast to to join us. I'd really point out two parts to that. Our entrepreneurship center that he heads up based over in our Westlake Village uh, campus has uh, created a vehicle for uh, students of all kinds to study entrepreneurship, whether as a major or a minor, or just because they're interested in it. And there's a lot of resonance today with students who see themselves wanting to um, be entrepreneurs, start their own businesses, be successful. And uh, Mike and his team do a great job of, of building community there. They have speakers in all the time. They have other events for the entrepreneurship community around here and just done a terrific job. And one thing I have to say is they got through in the curriculum, a student, an undergrad student at Cal Lutheran, no matter what their major is, can do a minor in entrepreneurship. So to come back to what we were talking about before, you could have a biology major who's planning to go to med school, could do a minor in entrepreneurship, so when they get out of med school and maybe they're setting up their own practice as a physician, they know how to run the business side of it, not just the medical side. So uh, that's been a great thing, and uh, we're so grateful to Mike for what he's done. And the Entrepreneurship Center is uh, co-located with Hub 101, which is our incubator co workspace for startups and Greg Monterosa another terrific addition to our team, uh, heads that up. And so our entrepreneurship students are sitting in the same space with entrepreneurs who themselves are starting a business, and there's a great synergy between the two. So there's a ton of exciting stuff happening over at our Westlake Village campus around entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, I tip my hat to both uh, Mike and Greg, and I've seen you guys do a bunch of really topical, relevant events out there at Hub 101. And I know they just had a, a very interesting one not too long ago about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, yeah. and there's always interesting stuff going on there at Hub 101. So There
3: sure is. Uh, and I, I say the only problem for me is keeping up with all of it. they got something <laughs> going every night of the week.
0: <laughs> well, we have two more I want to ask you about before I let you go, uh, talking with president of Cal Lutheran University, Chris Kimball. Um, we had Dina Jensen on as a feature interview, and I just love her. She's amazing. She is the director for your Center for Nonprofit Leadership. Share with our listeners what that program is.
3: The Center for Nonprofit Leadership that DINA heads up is uh, a place where nonprofits in our region can go and get resources about how to operate. And uh, for so many of our nonprofits, and by the way, Cal Lou is a nonprofit too, opportunities for their staff, for their board members, and others to kind of learn what are best practices for nonprofit management and leadership. And often, uh, nonprofits don't have the resources themselves to go out and bring in high priced consultants or go off to a conference. And so, what the center does is provide useful and affordable programming for nonprofits in this region. And I'll be honest, you know, recent years have been tough on nonprofits, particularly small ones. And so, Fredina and her team at the center to provide this kind of support, mentoring, leadership training, etc., I think is just a tremendous asset for our community to keep our nonprofit sector alive. And uh, we were just so grateful that when the nonprofit center was shut down elsewhere a couple of years ago that we were able to bring her and that vision over to the Kalu campus, and it's been a great asset for us. And I think people in the community say it's been a community enrichment as well.
0: In a big way, I agree. And finally, we have the Autism and Communication Center and also the Community Counseling Center. Tell us about those.
3: Well, the Community Counseling Center, I'll start with that because it's been around a bit longer in uh, two locations in both the east and west part of the county. uh, We have a number of graduate programs in psychology, including the Doctorate of Psychology degree. And what the Community Counseling Center does is offer two members of the community sort of high-quality but very low-cost counseling services that our uh, faculty and our advanced doctoral students are able to provide them. And it's good experience for them as they're training to learn how to provide these services, but it's also giving folks uh, who may not be able to afford as much a chance to get good counseling services at a good price. And so that's been a community outreach that the Psychology program. Our graduate psychology program has done for a number of years, and uh, we're so proud of what they do. And they're well connected with uh, other entities in the county. Work very closely with them on meeting the psychological and counseling needs of uh, of the region. The autism communication group, uh, much newer, led by among others, Dr. Edlyn Pena of our graduate school of education, recognizing the growing number of people, including students of all ages uh, on the autism spectrum, offering resources, strategies, including annual conferences on how to meet the needs of those students and ask all of us, including higher ed, as well as K-12, how do you best meet those learning needs of those students? And that is something that has really resonated with those growing number of folks who are advocates uh, for students with uh, some placement on the autism spectrum and I want to give Dr. Pena and her colleagues all the credit in the world for really initiating that themselves and carrying it forward and already making it a huge success, even though it's still quite new.
0: Our feature interview today is with President of California Lutheran University, Chris Kimball. To learn more about Cal Lutheran University, you can go online to callutheran.edu. President Kimball, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time.
3: Well, thank you very much. It's been great to talk. I always love to talk about Cal Lutheran.
1: Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us every week, Sunday mornings, here on News Talk 1590 KVTA or on the podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would really appreciate hearing from you. Send a quick email to me, tom at kvta.com. That's tom at kvta.com. Once again, if you are enjoying the show, send us that quick email and we are going to select two lucky people to win a four pack of tickets to the Reagan Library. Remember, email me. Tom at kvta.com to enter.
2: Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the two-minute drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805.
0: Two-minute drill. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. It's time for today's two-minute drill. Brought to you by Era Energy. Powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. To get this conversation started, let me ask you a question. What are two things that salt, cheese, and cocoa have in common? The first answer is obvious that salt, cheese, and cocoa are all edible. But the second thing they have in common is that all three have been used as money. Salt was a medium for trade throughout East Africa and the Middle Ages. The Aztecs used cocoa beans as a form of trade. In Italy, bank Credito Emiliano allowed Parmesan cheese to be used as collateral for a loan. Now, in modern times, we're more familiar with money used as coins or paper money, but money in any form is something we use to exchange for things we need in life or desire in life. So it is important to learn about money and learn about making smart money decisions. If you get educated about money, this will help you make sure you're able to get the things you need or desire in your life. And if you have questions about your money or want to find a fee-only financial advisor, please check out napfa.org. That's n-a-p-f-a.org. Or you can contact me directly for a no-cost initial consultation. My phone number is 805 665 3767, or visit my website, which is maranatha.com. M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A dot What's in the news? This segment is brought to you by FamilyMoneyClass.com, a perfect tool for teens and young adults to learn about money, help your family get started, Normally $97, and for a limited time, $48. Just use coupon code KVTA. Go to FamilyMoneyClass.com. What's in the news this week? We have Tim Gallagher, former editor of the Ventura County Star, as our news correspondent. Tim, what's in the news this week?
2: Two big things this week, Mike. Uh, One, uh, the Oxnard Union High School District, which has about nine high schools, uh, ranging from Port Wanini, Oxnard, and Camarillo is going to put one of the largest bond measures ever on the ballot in June for voters in that district. It's $350 million worth of bonds will be sold. And nothing fancy coming out of this bond issue, Mike. It's all repairs, maintenance. Some of their schools are 60 or 50 years old, really haven't been upgraded. And the other thing, too, is um, those schools don't have any air conditioning. And with the heat we've been experiencing in the last few years in California, kids are missing a lot of days of school because it's just It's too hot in those classrooms to uh, sit there and concentrate. So they're going to modernize all their classrooms. This will be on the ballot for voters in June, and it's a big one. Like I said, one of the biggest ones ever for a school district.
0: That is big. It'll be interesting to see how that one goes.
2: Yeah, it tends to be heavily supported in Oxnard and Port Winning, a little less support in Camarillo where there's still, you know, uh, it's it's an odd thing where you have your high school is in one school district, but your K through 8 are in a separate district, so Camry is a little bit of a split personality over there on that district.
0: What else do you have for us today?
2: Big issue in Thousand Oaks has been going on for years. As, as you know, there's that old thing. there's no there there. For years, they've been talking about how to revitalize Thousand Oaks Boulevard because the city really doesn't have a main center. But now it looks like they finally have some real progress on what they're doing there and have created a plan to grow that area in there with more shops, places to walk, more restaurants a few more entertainment venues ought to really be interesting to see what happens over there over the next couple of years because There's not much there there now, Mike, but over the next few years, that could become a pretty interesting place to be.
0: Well, thank you so much, Tim. And that's what's in the news this week with Tim Gallagher. You can learn more or connect with Tim. Go to the2020network.com. Well, that does it for our show today. Thank you for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. And a special thanks to the team at GEICO Local Office and also the team at Light Gabler Law. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me online at maranatha.com, that's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave me a message. My answering service is 805-665-3767. I'm Michael Anderson. Our engineer today is Tom Spence. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and join us again next time.
1: Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, certified financial planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767. Hi, this is Michael Anderson,
0: Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767.